In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Faith Moments. I'm your host, Dina Marie Hale, and it is a blessing to come together on this 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're also on the first day of August, so welcome to a new month. And as we enter into the 18th week of Ordinary Time and get into our scriptures, let us open in prayer. And I hope that you have your Bible, or maybe you have your Magnificat, or I have the Word Among Us with you, and we can read along together. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, may your sacred scripture be my delight. Let me praise you for all the truths I discover in these books. Help me to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Refresh me as I meditate on the wonders of your law. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we are continuing in the Gospel of John for the next couple of weeks. It's called the Discourse of the Bread of Life. And so we've taken a little bit of a break from St. Mark's accounts for our Sunday readings. And we're also going to hear a little bit from St. Paul, as well as an excerpt from Exodus. And you will see a real link or we'll hear a real link between Exodus and the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6. So let's go right into the book of Exodus. And um, in fact, I, I, as I heard this proclaimed this morning at mass, this is the entrance antiphon. And I think many times we'll pray this in our evening prayers. Oh God, come to my assistance. Oh Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help. Oh Lord, do not delay. I think that's just a great antiphon to remind us who is our provider, who cares for us, uh, that God is there to come to our assistance, that he is there to help us, and that he will not delay, and that we can trust in his presence always. And there's such a theme of trust in these readings as we are reflecting today. There's a there's a, a, a focus of how does God satisfy our hunger and what type of satisfaction are we looking for in the world or beyond the world? And where do we go to be satisfied? Where do we go to quench our thirst? Where do we go to fulfill our needs of hunger? And of course, we're going to hear in the gospel of John that we must go only to Jesus Christ. So let's hear from our brothers and sisters, the Israelite community, and how they responded to Moses. This is in Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 through 4 and 12 through 15. The whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, Would that we had died at the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, as we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, But you had to lead us into this desert 
to make the whole community die of famine. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will now rain down bread from heaven for you. Each day, the people are to go out and gather their daily portion. Thus will I test them to see whether they follow my instructions or not. I have heard the grumblings of the Israelites. Tell them, in the evening twilight, you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, so that you may know that I, the Lord, am your God. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. In the morning, a dew lay all about the camp. And when the dew evaporated, there on the surface of the desert were fine flakes like hoarfrost on the ground. On seeing it, the Israelites asked one another, what is this? For they did not know what it was. But Moses told them, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The word of the Lord. Now, over the last 48 hours, I've had a chance to listen to the homily at All Saints Church. I was at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church, also St. Mary's Cathedral in Portland, um, and St. Rosa Viterbo, and also uh, Father Emmanuel, a priest that I'm following now who's in Nigeria. And this word manna is actually these words from the Israelites what is this? Or, or please, what is this? This wonderful inquiry of the people. And I love Moses. He, he's reminding us, this is what God has given you. You know, that God provides, that God is the source of all life, right? This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat, to eat. And we're going to hear about how important it is to eat the bread sent down from heaven, literally Jesus Christ, that he is the one that we are to eat. But right now we're in the dilemma of the Israelites and that question of seeking out, see, they, they wanted their desires. They wanted their hunger to be satisfied. And that's where it stopped. They were eating well when they were enslaved in Egypt and they were grumbling. And, you know, why are we in this, why are we in this journey? You know, although God promised them the promised land, but they're not seeing that far out. They just want to be fed. They just want their satisfaction today. And aren't we as human beings prone to wanting that immediate satisfaction that I want to be satisfied today. I want to know I've got it all handled. I want to know I have enough money in the bank. I want to know that I have enough food in the refrigerator. I want to know that my relationships are all taken up, taken and, and are, are fine, but we're not willing to trust deep that God will take care of what we truly need. Not what we want but what we need. And isn't it sometimes that our prayer intentions are about what I want versus what I really need? Because who really knows what we really need? God, he is the one who knows what we truly need. What do we need ultimately? Eternal life. That's what we need. We need bread from heaven. Now, listen to St. Paul in this reading from Ephesians. And what, what strikes me is that St. Paul in this particular reading is reminding us that when we encounter Christ, we must choose to change our way of life. This is Ephesians chapter four. Brothers and sisters, 
I declare and testify in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. That is not how you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard of him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus, that you should put away the old self of your former way of life, corrupted through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self, created in God's way, in righteousness and holiness of truth. The word of the Lord. And what really came out to me in hearing St. Paul again echo his words of conversion and that we put away the old when we come to the new, when we come to encounter Christ. And so that's the, the question I have to ask myself is since I've encountered Christ, have I changed my ways or have I fallen back into old habits? And this is the good news about the gift of, of confession, of the sacrament of confession, that when we do fall back into our old ways, when we get lazy, that Jesus brings us back home through encountering him, number one, through the Eucharist, which we're going to hear more about today. But before we can receive him in the Eucharist, we receive him in that ultimate forgiveness, in that, that, that moment of confession. When we truly recognize our sinfulness, we give that up to the Lord and he absolves us of our sins that prepares us to fully take in what he will give us in the Eucharist so that we should put away our old self. What old self do you need to put away? What old self do I need to put away? And to put on God's way in righteousness and holiness of truth. That's a daily work that we all are called to do. Here's the gospel reading from John. And again, this is the bread of life discourse that we'll be hearing and will be unpacked over the next couple of weeks. Now, before we, uh, I read this again, remember that last week we heard about the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes, and Jesus is just starting to unfold and people are starting to see who he truly is through these miracles, through these signs. And so here he multiplied miraculously over 5,000 people were fed by only a few bread and fish. Now the people are hungry for more. He's gone over to Capernaum. He's with his disciples. And here are the people. They, they've had their fill, but they want more. And here we are with the crowd. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. So they said to him, what can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, what sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, 
Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. The gospel of the Lord. Wow. The people still are not getting what Jesus is trying to, to expand their minds. You know, I love that St. Paul always talks about like the renewal of our minds, that Jesus is really trying to stretch their minds to look beyond what satisfies them for the day. They, they, in fact, their idea of this Messiah is this king that will come in on a horse and will take care of the people and save them from the Romans and all of the oppression and the persecution that they have and that everything will be great. And that's not the, that's not the plan of Jesus. We really get to see that only God can satisfy our hunger and our thirst and that it, it is never in a material thing. It's never in something that we can accomplish. It's not in anything that we can do that will satisfy us because we'll continue to need more. If we think about the idea of money, if we get a little bit, we want more. And there's never an infinite amount of money that we could uh, accumulate to give me full satisfaction because there's always more. But Jesus is trying to remind the people or get the people to, to get the idea that we go beyond, that God is providing abundance more than you can imagine. In fact, if you have this idea of what you think is satisfaction of hunger, being nourished and thirst being quenched, I am so beyond that. I am so more than that. And Jesus is stretching the people to say, do not work for food that perishes. You know, they're coming back and they're, and they're saying, gosh, you know, feed us. Um, Jesus knows that they're not there to, to see the Messiah. They're there because he, he was the guy who fed the, the food to the people. And that's what they're looking for. Somebody who can feed that e in immediate need. But Jesus is so much more than that. And soon the people will realize and they'll start to hear even more of what Jesus is unpacking in these so important words that it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My father gives you, he continues to give you the true bread from heaven for the bread of heaven or the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the whole world. That's Jesus. Jesus is the one who comes down from heaven. And they're saying, well, give us this bread. They're not looking at the eternal. And Jesus says, and he uses the words, I am. If we go back to Moses, of course, that's identifying God. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. And that's the question that Jesus asks the people, and, and I'm asking myself, and I'm asking you, what do you believe? 
Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in what God has given us in Jesus, in the bread of life? Because the people are asking for what they can do, right? What are the works that I can do? And then Jesus says, and he's going to say it other times in the gospel, that the work of God is to believe in the one he sent. And that's on us. We're called to believe. That's the message of St. John uh, the Baptist, you know, repent and believe, to believe that this is the one that God sent. Do we want Jesus for who he is, or do we want Jesus for what he can do for me? You know, when the people are looking to this man, Jesus, for what he can do, he's just done miraculous things. What else can he do for us? What other kinds of science can you do for us? But Jesus is challenging us, and I'm feeling the pull. Do I want Jesus? Do I desire Jesus for who he is. He is truth. That's what I want. I want truth. I want what God promises me. I want eternal life. I want what is the best for me and what God desires for me. Not what Jesus can do for me, but I want to be what Jesus has called me to be, to be with him for all eternity. When I pray to Jesus, when I ask the church to pray, is it only for things that I want? And do I only turn to Jesus or turn to the church or turn to God in my time of desperation, my time of need, my time of needing to be satisfied, needing to be filled? Or do I always give thanks and praise to the Lord? I think that is something that's really challenging me is when I ask for things. Is it what I want? Is it the bread that I desire today? Or I would like this to be fixed over here or that to be healed or this to be reconciled? Or is it really, Lord, I trust in you. I believe that your truth needs to enter into these relationships. I pray for your truth to be present in my neighbor, in my enemy, in our country, in the world. Let's pray that we look to God for who he is, not for what he can do for us, but that he is love and he's designed us for love. Jesus reveals that he is the bread, what they are hungering for. And he challenges the people to look beyond what they can see. You know, we've heard the, the saying, you know, seeing when I see it, I'll believe it. And we get that sense uh, in the story with, with St. Thomas, you know, he wanted to see in order to believe, but will we believe before we see, or is it seeing something more deep, something in what we trust in what we know in what we believe it's faith in faith in God, we believe we believe that he will do what he says he will do. We believe he is who he says he is. I am the bread from heaven. I will give you eternal life. If I believe that, my faith tells me that. 
I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. I was challenged in listening to these gospel readings and in hearing the reflections from the priests that I have found myself over time praying for a particular result. Lord, I'm at a crossroads in my life. I'm not sure where to go. Show me the way. Expecting God to give me what I want right now, rather than trusting. Lord, you know the best way. Help me to rest in your will. Help me to accept whatever you have for me today. And help me to be prepared for tomorrow, whatever that brings. And so I'm being challenged, as I challenge you, to, to ask yourself, how do you talk to God? How do you, how do you pray to God? What's your conversation to Jesus Christ? Is it in asking for things to be done the way you want them to be? Or is it truly being grateful that he is bread from heaven, that he will come down and feed us? And he has come down. He continues to give us his bread always. He gives us eternal bread. Will we be grateful for that each day? You know, the one model that I can look to that I hope you will look to is the Blessed Virgin Mary, that she never asked for what she could get out of something for God. She was always in a state of prayer, of praise, of thanksgiving, of glorifying God, of knowing that everything, every blessing came from God, comes from God, will continue to come from God. And if we can take that model and emulate it just a little bit today, of having a countenance of praise, of gratitude, of thanksgiving, of belief. Lord, I believe. And help my unbelief. Certainly we fall into those times where we struggle and we may be caused to doubt. But Lord, help me in my unbelief. Help me to believe in you. You are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen. So as we enter into this 18th week in ordinary time, I would invite you to continue your reading of the Gospel of John and even get a little bit into that book of Exodus as we're reading some of these various accounts from the book of Exodus to read a little bit more and to ask for the Holy Spirit to guide you in your spiritual reading each and every day. God bless you as we continue another beautiful week. And I look forward to talking with you again next week as we continue to share Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Have a blessed day. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.